Hello, welcome to the IQ Legal Cast. This is a legal discussion space focused on national and international issues. Here we talk about relevant cases, legal developments, and more. I'm Ketzali Cruz, and today we're going to be discussing the role of legal tech in legal education, specifically about how law students can get more involved in this topic, how law schools can implement these technological tools in their programs, also what kind of internships can law students choose to get more involved into this area and to get to know more what's legal tech about, what areas they can specialize in and more. So for that matter, our guest of this week is Nivedita Arora, who is currently working as a senior legal tech consultant at Mike Legal, and she's keen to learn about new innovations and advancements in the legal tech space. As part of her role, she loves interacting with people about legal innovation, understanding their requirements, problems they face while working in legal teams and suggesting possible legal tech solutions and new age technologies in the field of law. I'm sure you will find very useful tools in this episode, so I hope you enjoy it. Hello, Nivedita. Welcome to the IQ Legal Cast. I'm so happy to have you here finally. And we're going to talk about a very important matter today, which is legal technology and education. So thank you very much for being here and let's get started. Thank you so much, Kwadzili, for giving me this opportunity to discuss importance of legal tech and legal education at the IQ Legal Podcast. I really hope my thoughts are heard by law students and legal professionals all across the globe and we adopt more legal tech tools in future and we all aware of their benefits. So to start this, I've structured this in few parts and will try to address each part in detail. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And well, if you allow me, I'd like to ask you like this first question to start with the conversation. Why do you consider legal technologies important for law students or how can they learn basics of legal technology nowadays? Definitely. I thank you so much for the question. I'd love to start with this. So as we all know, the demand for legal tech is estimated to grow at approximately 9% CAGR between 2022 and 2032 all across the globe. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, there has been a significant rise in the adoption of legal tech solutions due to increased remote working of legal teams and the consequent need of effective and easy communication across law firms and corporates. So that's why it's very essential to understand why legal tech is important for law students. I've worked at corporate law firms before being in the legal tech space, and I realized that legal tech tools are absolutely necessary for legal teams these days. These tools help law firms and corporate counsels provide their services more effectively and efficiently. These tools help lawyers do their mundane and time-consuming tasks such as signing, execution formalities, proofreading, and research with much more accuracy and efficiency. Therefore, as a law student, it is very essential to know the various legal tech tools that are available in the market and how they can help lawyers with their work and improve their efficiency and work quality. Law students should be aware of the tasks which can be done more efficiently using these tools so that they don't spend time doing such tasks manually in their internships or when they start their jobs. 
they should also be aware of the tools and they should be able to evaluate the two types of tools available in the market, which ones meet their requirements best and how they can be adopted to ensure better productivity. Because that's how the legal industry will adopt more tech, become more tech friendly and save their productive time, which can you be used in other productive legal tasks, say, for example, negotiations, detailed drafting. And also lawyers may even have some personal time for themselves if they start using more legal tech. Say, for example, earlier times when we used to do research using books and printed sources, it was very time-consuming and tedious. Then legal research gradually shifted to online research tools such as we use SCC Online, JSTOR, Manupatra, Hein Online in India, which make the process much easier and efficient. Similarly, my team also recently launched My Doc Review, which is an automated contract proofreading and formatting tool that effectively reduces the time spent by lawyers in proofreading and formatting documents. So all these tools overall save a lot of time of legal teams. But now we should understand that how lawyers and law students can understand the basics of legal tech. It's really simple. They can start reading up legal about legal tech online. There are numerous articles, blogs, such as Artificial Lawyer, Legal Tech Hub, in podcasts like Technically Legal Podcast, Law Next, etc. They can probably take an online course or take up electives or courses available in their colleges. The best way can also be to start interning at legal tech startups or innovation teams of law firms. Or they can even go for networking at events. As we all know the importance of networking in the legal industry, Therefore, if you are a law student interested in legal tech, try attending all the conferences, seminars, discussions, both offline and online, wherever possible, and get to know the people in the industry and explore several opportunities that are available in the legal tech sector. You are talking to us about how law students can take advantage of legal tech and how can they learn from different sources and so on, but I think there's a key point, which is about law schools, right? And yes, this definitely. is fascinating. And it's very interesting because, as you know, I'm from Mexico. You are from India. I studied in the UK. And you can see, like, the huge differences on the topics or the agenda that every law school has. So I think this is a great challenge because you have, like, different law schools with different levels of importance regarding tech and... In that regard, I'd like to ask you, what do you consider law schools can do to promote legal technology? That's a brilliant point you made, and I'll definitely try to answer that. So law schools can do several things to promote legal tech. As basic as what I've seen in India, I'd like to answer on the basis of that. Law schools can start legal tech clubs or innovation centers to promote students to build their legal tech tools. This will actually give them the platform to interact with like-minded peers, research on the tools already available in the market, and think about what new can be brought to the market. My alma mater also recently started JDU Legal Incubation Center to educate the students about legal tech, create more awareness about legal tech tools, and how legal tech will be a stepping stone for lawyers in future. 
that's why law schools can be the stepping stone for more innovative legal tech solutions. They can probably start courses or electives as a part of their curriculum to give basic legal tech education to the students so that they understand what legal tech means, what's its importance, what tools are available in their respective countries, what tools are available outside their countries and how they can be used. To understand how they can be used, law schools probably will have to do a collab with legal tech startups to do trainings, seminars and other such activities to educate their students about how these respective tools can be used. Say, for example, I remember when I was in college, Jindal Global Law School used to do trainings for all law students to explain how legal research can be done by research tools like SEC Online and Manupatra. These are like really famous research tools in India. So they helped us understand how to use these legal research tools, what's its utility and what are its drawbacks. So in a way, these trainings will encourage students to understand what new legal tech solutions can be brought to the table as well. They can also probably collab with legal tech startups for internships and give the opportunity to their students to take up several roles at legal tech startups, say for example, the BD roles, content writers, product managers, customer success managers, there are like ample opportunities. All these things will make law students future ready and they'll be able to compete with the rapidly changing global legal landscape. We have discussed a bit about how law schools can provide tools to law students, but I'd like to go a bit further with the first point you were highlighting here about how law students can get more deep into these topics. So what courses or certificate courses are available online to help law students to understand legal technology so they can be more independent in their studies, right? Because one thing is what you learned at law school and that's very important, but other is how you go and find the sources to learn more about the topics you are interested in. I was actually doing a detailed research on the courses available in legal tech recently. And I divided this into two segments. My research included LLM courses, which were like proper one-year, two-year courses. And then there are a lot of online certificate courses available for people who don't have time to pursue a full-time master's. So I'll start briefly with the LLM courses I found out. Cornell Law School's one-year master's of law in technology, law, and entrepreneurship is a brilliant one-of-its-kind degree in the world, which provides the specialized skills students need to support and lead tech companies in the increasingly complex and dynamic digital economy. Then there's LLM program in legal innovation and technology by Chicago Kent College of Law, which emphasizes how emerging technologies, big data, innovation in the legal industry enhance and impact the practice of law and the delivery of legal services. This course includes major topics such as legal analytics, machine learning, project management, technology aided to justice, blockchain, etc. Then there's another really amazing course, which is LLM and Innovation Technology in Law by University of Edinburgh, which offers an advanced study of a mix of law and tech-related subjects and includes courses on data protection, social media platforms, artificial intelligence, etc. Now coming 
to the online courses for lawyers who are keen to know more about legal tech. However, they don't have a time to pursue full-time masters. Here are some brilliant courses for them as well. IE Business School's online course on legal tech guides lawyers through the essential stages of legal tech, giving them the understanding about the key tools and ideas to keep in mind while starting their own legal tech businesses. Then MIT Professional Education has also collaborated with Isain Law School and started the professional certificate in legal tech in the digital era. This certificate program covers main areas on legal tech, legal marketing, legal operations, leadership and innovation, digital transformation, etc. And coming to the last, it's Bucerius Law School's Summer School in Legal Technology and Operations, which helps their participants to understand the importance of legal technology. This short course is fantastic as it allows the students to engage in several vibrant conversations between lawyers and technologists and understand innovative approaches about how legal services can be delivered to both the companies, law firms and other consumers using legal tech solutions. That's pretty much about the courses that I did the research on. I think this is an amazing tool. I think sometimes you are very interested in certain topics, but you don't know very well where to look for information. I'm talking about myself. When I was a student, I remember I was so curious about so many things in the law world, but I was not quite sure where to go, where to study, where to start looking forward. From this ocean of information we have nowadays, you cannot be always certain about which one is reliable, which not. So I think this is very valuable. Thank you very much. And we have talked about the academic field a bit. So I'd like to talk about the practice specifically. So how legal tech internships can help law students to achieve these goals and to be more into this area of law? Well, I totally relate to what you suggested because like in law school, we do the basics really well. But when you pick up a specific subject, say for example, legal tech, sometimes there are so many courses, but we don't know where to start from. And that's the problem which even I was struggling with. And that's why I thought to research on the courses which are actually available in the market. And maybe someday I'll try pursuing them as well. So yeah, now coming to internships. Internships are really, really helpful for students, be it any field. And for legal tech, of course, like there is no different legal tech internships will be very valuable for any law student who's interested in legal tech. And if they're genuinely interested in legal tech, trust me, they don't really need any specific legal tech background. They can just go internal to legal tech startup and all they need is motivation to learn, enthusiasm and willingness to contribute to the legal tech startup. I like to point out few roles which are available in legal tech startups and how law students can avail the maximum benefits out of these. The first one is the business development or the sales role. Say, for example, someone is interested in business development and wants to understand business and marketing in the legal tech industry. Legal tech startups have ample opportunities to offer, ranging from lead generation roles, strategy building, and sales closure roles. This role involves detailed market research to understand who will be the target market for the product, how to reach the target audience through multiple channels, which channels to adopt, how to develop and implement sector-specific sales strategies, 
how to deliver product demos efficiently to the target companies and how we can convert target leads to clients. Another very interesting role is the customer success manager. Say once the sales closures are done in these startups, there are several trainings and onboarding processes done for customers to familiarize them with the tools, to help them understand how to use these tools efficiently, ensure that they are easy to interpret and adapt, and also incorporate any suggestions which the customers have. Excellent communication and presentation skills along with a lot of enthusiasm is needed to engage with new customers and support them. And that's like very, very essential for someone who wants to try a customer success manager role or wants to do an internship in this field. Now, after business development and customer success roles, there is another very interesting role, product manager. For those who are interested in technology and they are a lawyer by profession. Once the market research is done about what tool will be launched, who are the ones who are building the tools from scratch along with the tech team? Or say if the customer success team suggests some updates and new features as part of the suggestions which the customers gave, product managers are the ones who ensure that all these suggestions are incorporated well in the tool and are user-friendly for all the legal teams using them. Then comes the role of innovation manager. Innovation managers at law firms do a lot of research about the current legal technology developments and the legal tech tools available in the market. Their role ranges from detailed research, market analysis, cost-benefit analysis of choosing the right legal tech tools for their tool team after understanding their requirements and after looking at all the innovative available solutions in the market. They also sometimes take detailed research, sit with the tech teams and develop brilliant in-house teams for their legal teams also. Then if you love writing, content writing is very interesting and very apt for you. If you love writing and research, you can read and research about legal tech, write blogs, research articles and create interesting social media content about the new developments happening in the legal tech industry. So that's how at internships, law students can take up any of these roles and understand the functioning of startups and understand if they want to pursue a career in legal tech. This is fantastic because I think with legal tech, for what you are telling us, it's very dynamic and you can explore not just law, but also different areas such as communication, technology, management, business. So... I think for people who are multi-passionate, this can be like a huge opportunity to explore new areas. And I'd like to keep going with this next question, which is a key point. And I think this is like the question that is a bit controversial in the world nowadays about what's going to happen with lawyers after these like wave of technology, right? So why do you think legal tech shouldn't be considered as a burden and why these tools will not replace lawyers? We're talking nowadays so much about like robot lawyers and different tools that can be like a threat towards lawyers. But what do you think about that? I'd like to add that, yes, legal tech is a very, very dynamic field because like even if you're a lawyer by profession, but you are interested in technology, sales, content writing, 
you can just definitely try a different role in the legal tech intern internships and in legal tech startups. It's like really open and you can discover if you love that. So very, very dynamic. And yes, I also come across a lot of debates happening and a lot of articles why legal tech will not replace lawyers and it shouldn't be considered a burden, definitely. And I'd like to add to that, what's my take on that? So legal tech tools shouldn't be considered a burden or an additional accessory. This is because they should, they are a collaboration or a productive investment which enhances the team's capabilities. We all can think of it this way. See, the money you spent on these legal tech tools will give you an advantage as the money spent on these tools helps you save the productive time your team earlier used to spend on monotonous tasks such as proofreading, formatting, due diligence, signing formalities. And we all know time saved is like money earned. So there are several debates happening about whether legal tech will reduce job opportunities or it will totally replace lawyers. I really, really don't think so. It's going to affect the job opportunities available for lawyers. There are several tasks which can be completed by legal tech tools in law firms and corporates. However, this doesn't mean the job opportunities for law firm lawyers will reduce as all the detailed application of laws, case research and analysis, drafting important clauses of contracts, negotiating them can never be done by any of the legal tech tools. Lawyers can automate several tasks such as maybe preparing first drafts of agreements, proofreading and formatting, client billings. However, after the discussions and negotiations happen, the key points of the transaction will always be stated by the lawyers only with their appropriate case law research. There can never be any robots who can do the work for lawyers. Also, say for example, sending client reminders or updating timesheets and other trackers can be automated to an extent, of course. However, they cannot entirely be completed without human intervention. Therefore, to conclude this, I feel that in coming times, law firms and corporates will be working in sync with technology. Technology will definitely be there. Lawyers, however, will be using their experience, knowledge, skills and ability to draft contracts and negotiate them with clients. However, they will not be the ones spending their productive time in doing repetitive and mundane tasks as they will have access to several legal tech tools to assist them with such tasks. Therefore, law students should definitely learn more about legal tech available around them and practicing lawyers should be able to pick up the right legal tech tools for their teams by conducting an in internal assessment of what their needs are. Communicating with the legal tech vendors around them and understanding what they have to offer. Of course, the most important part, doing a cost-benefit or an ROI analysis in choosing what's best for their team so that we all start implementing legal tech more, become more tech friendly, and we all like learn, innovate, and grow together. Nivedita, thank you very much for sharing all this information with us. I think it's very valuable and I'm sure more than one person will be more inspired to get more into tech law because in the end, as you say, this is the future. So I think 
all lawyers, not just tech lawyers, but all lawyers should be more interested in exploring these tools. So thank you very much for being here in the podcast and for sharing all this knowledge with us. Thanks a lot. It's definitely my pleasure to that I got this opportunity to speak and discuss about this. And I hope legal tech gets implemented all across the globe very soon.